At Laylee, located here in Pella, would you believe that our elves are busy building robots that milk and feed cows? We enjoy giving the gift of robotic equipment to hardworking dairy producers year-round. Our robots allow more time for dairy producers to spend together. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Laylee's holiday challenge for you, slow down, appreciate life's gifts, and focus on the real reason for the season. Happy holidays from our family at Laylee, farming innovators. At Laylee, we continue to provide the latest innovations for the dairy industry. Our robotic milking systems put more milk in the tank with less effort. Our robotic feeding systems provide optimal feed efficiency for a healthy and productive herd. And we have a line of innovative barn products that create an animal-friendly environment focused on the cow's well-being and comfort. Laylee, a worldwide pioneer in dairy farm automation, with our North American headquarters right here in Pella, is proud to be part of the community. Today's front page of today's Laylee Radio Sports page is presented by Mahaska Bottling, your local Pepsi and Mountain Dew distributor. Welcome to today's Laylee Radio Sports page. I'm Tyler Crabb. Day two of the 2024 Iowa High School Boys State Wrestling Tournament concluded Thursday. And on today's show, we have portions of our interviews from Thursday. Our first interview was with PCM's Tucker Wheeler after he qualified for the semifinals. Tucker, congrats on the win. How does it feel to be advancing to the semis? Thank you, and uh, this is my first time, so it really feels great. Super excited. And it was a hard-fought match. Very No scoring in the first period. Second period, you, you trailed by one, you come back, you get the win. How much sweeter does that make it, knowing that you really had to earn it and work to get to the semis? I mean, when you work hard, things are worth a lot more, so when you end up getting them, it feels a lot better. And obviously a lot of hard work has gone into it this season to be able to reach this point in the season. And, you know, coaches, athletes around you just here being able to support you. What does it mean to you to, to have that great group around you, helping you, motivate you to get as far as you're able to get? I mean, it feels absolutely amazing having help from everyone, help, getting to help people. My dad's in day and night helping me all the time, so it feels amazing. And as you move on to the semifinals, what's it going to take to keep this run going and hopefully go all the way for a state title? I don't want to sound like original, but hard work. Absolutely. Tucker, congrats again on the big win, and best of luck in the semis on Friday. Thank you very much. Once again, that was PCM Boys wrestler Tucker Wheeler. Our next interview was with Knoxville's Daniel Gorski after he reached the semifinals. Daniel, how does it feel to be advancing to the semifinals? It feels good, but I know... It's not like through my strength, but it's through the strength and the faith I put in Jesus Christ. And he leads, he has a plan for me, and he has been leading me through his tournament, showing me the right ways. And I just put my faith in him, and I'm going to keep doing that and trying to spread his word through, through interviews and all that, yeah. And Dan, yesterday we talked, and it was a hard-fought one. You go to overtime, win by two in overtime. Today you didn't need overtime, but still a two-point decision win. Uh to advance to the semifinals, what was going through your mind throughout that match, knowing that it was good, it was likely going to come down to the wire, where it was hard fought between you and your opponent? Um, I think that first match, uh, it was just a way of God showing me that, like, maybe I need to adjust. You know what I mean? And just make different changes. And through that, I made a little bit, a couple changes. I knew I was better than that kid on the feet, and I was just like, that first match. I was making dumb decisions, trying to break them down, and now I was just not risking it, you know what I mean? Because I know I have good cardio, I know I'm better on the feet, and just letting them get up, you know what I mean? I guess keeping them down, but just staying good positions on top, and that was it, yeah. And, you know, it was kind of a, 
a weird match where there just wasn't much of a flow because there was some blood, some injury, some timeouts for blood. There was an injury timeout, and just really was wasn't a match where you really got the sense you get a flow to it. How did that kind of affect you and just trying to stay mentally prepared and ready to go each time the match got stopped? Um, just look. I was looking at my opponent and he was tired, you know. And I, like I said, like when when Jesus has a plan for you, like it's just things will go your way, you know what I mean? And if you just trust them, and that's what I've been doing. And I'm gonna continue doing it and try to get to that top top of the podium. That's it. Daniel, appreciate the time. Congrats again to make it to the semifinals. Hopefully we'll see you continue this journey on through Friday and into Saturday. Thank you. Once again, that was Knoxville Boys wrestler Daniel Gorski. Continuing our recap of interviews from day two of the 2024 Iowa High School Boys State Wrestling Tournament, we now have a portion of our interview with Norwalk's Tyler Harper after he reached the semifinals. Tyler, congrats on advancing to the semifinals. How does it feel to be part of the top eight? Thank you. It, it feels pretty good. Obviously not where I want to be right now. I still have two more matches to go, and I'm going to get the job done. And I understand that there was a little bit of frustration in that semifinal, if you wouldn't ex mind explaining it, because I know that for some of our listeners, they're going to they're gonna see semifinals. That's awesome and should be an exciting time, but not satisfied. Can you tell us a little bit about why you weren't satisfied? Oh, there's a few things. Like, I didn't wrestle as good as I could. I'm, I'm a lot better than that. I gave up my first takedown of the year. Um, but I got the job done, and at postseason, a win's a win, and everyone's going to be wrestling their best, and that's what we want, so, yeah. And that's, that's pretty impressive that your first takedown given up is in the quarterfinal round here at the state tournament, and what has allowed you to be so successful this year to the point where that is the case, where you could say that nobody was able to take you down until the quarterfinal round of the state tournament? I think it's just a lot of hard work in the off season and in season, just working on defending shots and working on my attacks, and I think it, it showed throughout the year. And we mentioned that this isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all, getting to the semifinals. You've got bigger aspirations, and as you try to reach those aspirations here at the state tournament, what do you feel like it's going to take to reach the pedicle and get it, get the job done? I think it's just going to take my my average self my normal self i don't need to wrestle above above what i am and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to just show up like i always do and i think i'm the best one here tyler appreciate the time again congratulations on reaching the semifinals looking forward to seeing how far we can take this run and hopefully it results in a state championship but again appreciate the time and look forward to chatting with you tomorrow thank you once again that was norwalk boys wrestler tyler harper our last interview was with Indianola's Dax Klatt after he reached the semifinals as well. Dax, what does it mean to you to make the semifinals? Uh, it's super exciting. I mean, I've uh, it's my senior year, and I'm just really glad I'm, the work paid off, and uh, I'm just really happy to be wrestling tomorrow. So, yeah. And as a senior, to be able to get to that, that point in the semis and be able to get a big win and, and really kind of helped the team out there, you know. It had been uh, kind of a struggle in the quarterfinals for this team, and, and you know, I don't say that as a negative thing, but just the, the luck hadn't gone your guys' way to be able to kind of break that spell and get one of the Indians into the, the semifinals. What did that mean to you to be able to, to be that guy? I mean, it's just super awesome. I'm glad I could do it. Um, it's, it's, it's rough for the teammates. I mean, they were all really close, but uh, for me to make it myself, I'm just, I'm just really happy. I'm just ready to go tomorrow, and uh, yeah, grateful. 
And kind of a unique deal here with this Indianola squad. Obviously a very good wrestling team, but to get all 14 guys down here to the state tournament and just ha have somebody in each weight class and be able to represent, uh, you know, one of those weight classes for such a strong team, what does that mean to you to just be a part of a squad that is so good it could be such a force here in Class 3A? Yeah, it's just so awesome uh, being a senior, more of a leader, um, this year, it's just awesome to be surrounded by a bunch of hardworking kids my age and three years younger. It's just, a, it's I'm really grateful for the team I have and the, the opportunity to wrestle on this team. Dax, appreciate the time. Again, congratulations on recent thank the semifinals and best of luck as you try to make it to that championship match on Saturday. Yes, sir, thank you. Thank you very much. Once again, that was Indianola boys wrestler Dax Klatt. Find all of the full interviews with Wheeler, Gorski, Harper, and Klatt at kniakrls.com. Stay tuned to KNIA KRLS for more interviews and updates from the 2024 Iowa High School Boys State Wrestling Tournament. Once again, that was interviews from day two of the Boys State Wrestling Tournament on today's Laley Radio Sports page. Now the center page on today's Laley Radio Sports page on KNIA and KRLS. I'm Derek Cardwell, and on today's Laley Radio Sports page, we recap a busy week of high school basketball as the regionals and sub-states start. First stop is Pella Christian and Cardinal on a Class 2A girls' first-round regional game on Saturday. Trevor Castle on 92.1 KRLS. Heinen bounce pass over onto the right wing. Cutting Kak Marinsky. Back out to the wing. Six to shoot for PC. Wide open. Fickert three. Boom! Karis Fickert with the first of what the Eagles hope are many postseason points. And the Eagles are on the board first. 3-0 Pella Christian a minute and a half into the ball game. Now she swings it right side as the Eagles go on the offensive attack. Free throw line jumper. No good by Kak Marinsky. Offensive rebound controlled by Fickert. And then the ball loose on the floor. Picked up by the Eagles. Three ball on the way. Boom! Chloe Schneider again. That is her third three-pointer. She has 11, and the Eagles lead 28-12. And with the shot clock off, the Eagles could hold for one final shot. Instead, they get a wide-open layup for Karis Fickard underneath the basket. And as we near halftime, Pella Christian's lead is now 36-13. to And there's a steal, and it's Fickard. Layup is no good. Pardon me, that was Schneider. And then Fickard grabbed the rebound. And then the pass out. We've got four seconds to go here in the half. Do the Eagles know it? Two, one. Kak Marinsky at the buzzer. Boom! Faith Kak Marinsky for three. And Pella Christian takes us to halftime with a 39-13 lead. Final score, Pella Christian 61, Cardinal 29. Knoxville's busy week had their boys in a regular season finale at Sheraton on Tuesday, live on 95.3 KNIA. Landon Norris has a rebound. Knoxville has numbers. He'll send it over to Jay Keller. Catch and shoot three. Splash down, Jay Keller. His second three. Knoxville has a lead back at 14-12. Inside is Connor Willis. Puts it up. Count that and put him on the line. Connor Willis has been much more aggressive the last couple of weeks of the season. Larson with it, drives inside, he'll put it up, no good. Rebound on the follow to clean it up is Landon Norris. Drake Larson underhands it to Gabe Clark. Clark over to Larson, Larson drives the baseline, goes to Cade Smith for the two-handed slam. Final score, Knoxville 71. 
Sheraton 60. On Wednesday, the Panther girls were opening first-round Class 4A regionals against Perry, also live on 95.3 KNIA. Inside to Baycorn, outside to Butel, a three is splashed down. Anna Butel, that will be huge if she can get some threes down tonight. Gets it to Myers, Lily Myers over to Tunic, and a steal by Abby Kaitchis. Racing into the lane, she'll have an easy layup and score. That's Abby's first two of the game, 10-3 as Knoxville's on a 10-0 run. Three minutes remaining in the first quarter. Island Prevo, wide open three, splashdown, Island Prevo. That'll be big points there. She can score some 13-6 Panthers. And the Knoxville Panthers will head to Dallas Center Grimes on Saturday. A harder-than-hard-fought victory over Perry tonight, 65-50. Final score, Knoxville 65, Perry 50. Indianola boys hosted Des Moines East live on 95.3 KNIA with Andrew Swadner. McGraw drives baseline, double-teamed Blake to answer for three, and he knocks it down. Uh, he's been on fire as of late, and Blake ties the score at three. DeWall fakes right, goes left, hands it off Blake. Catch and shoot three is up. Catch and shoot three is down. Back to back for George Blake, and the Indians are up 6-3. Indianola looking to push the tempo again. DeWall right side, Bingaman layup up and in. DeWall to Bingaman has been the connection in this game, and Indianola leads 43-16. Bingaman has it. He goes right back to the rim. Layup is up and in. Count the bucket and a foul for Jack Bingaman. Final score, Indianola 60, Des Moines East 22. Norwalk took on Ankeny and heard live on KNIAKevalas.com, KNIA 3 with Mike Efner. There's a good start for Aiden Harder. Wide open at the top of the key, knocks down the three-pointer, and it's 5-0 Warriors. Bourne recognizes it, pulls up from long distance. There you go. Three-pointer, Reddick Bourne, 8-3 Norwalk. Horselman three on the way. There That's we go. pure. 17 to 14, Norwalk as Porcelman gets on the board. Porcelman into the lane, finds Cam Thomas. Left handed layup is good. Beautiful play. Oh. Born long three at the buzzer. There Got we go. It. So a big three cuts that Ankeny lead down to one point at halftime. It's 32 31. So 140 left in the third. Warriors trail by seven. They'll try to make something happen here. Reddick Bourne, there quick you go. move around two defenders, drives the left baseline and scores. Really nice job by Reddick. I like the way he's attacking that rim. If we can get a score here, maybe use a timeout to get your defense set. Pull up three points. Good. 151 to go. Three pointer yep, boards. There we go. Timeout is called. And we'll see what happens now with the defensive adjustments. We got a five point game. Bourne's coming much, off some screens. Much. Now he's got the ball. Long three pointer. Reddick Bourne's there you good. Go. It's there back you to go. a two point game now. 62 60 with 37.5 to go. Big shot, Reddick Bourne. That puts him up to 35 for the night. Final score, Ankeny 66, Norwalk 64. Our final stop is PCM and Ogden in Class 2A on KNIAKevalas.com. Kevalas 3 with Clayton Sampson. So Van Dorf with it now. Gets it over to Went to Vandaloon. Vandaloon's three on the way. Cutler Vandaloon hits a big three for PCM. Yeah, that one was needed here early, but just to, just to see one go in from distance for the team. Gavin Van Gorp's three. Huge three for Gavin Van Gorp. He knocks it down. And again, what do I know? That shot's taken <laughs> with 25 seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> so Van Gorp with a big three for BCM there with 3.51 to go in the game. 18 seconds to go now in the third. 
Vanderloon's three on the way. Good! Cutler Vanderloon hits a big three for the Mustangs towards the end of this third quarter. Man, what an offensive explosion in this third quarter compared to what we saw in the first half. As Gavin Steenhook drives in, his shot no good, missed everything, went with the rebound. He goes back up, misses, gets his own rebound, throws it back up. Good! Very, Jake Wentz. Very high IQ basketball play there. Final score, PCM 61, Ogden 49. That's highlights from the basketball action this week on KLIA Carabalas. Now time for today's back page on today's Laley Radio Sports page on KNIA and KRLS. This is Mike Effner for today's Laley Radio Sports page on KNIA KRLS. Today on our Coach's Playbook, we catch up with retired longtime Norwalk Boys basketball coach Chris Larson. Chris is a member of the Iowa High School Athletic Association's Class 3A Boys Basketball Rankings Committee, which is in it's just his second year now. And these rankings also serve as a primary tool for the association's postseason pairings, which just came out recently. Chris, welcome back to the program. Just tell me a little bit about the 3A Basketball Committee, what it's comprised of. And uh, these have only been around a little while now, so it's, it's kind of still new. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the second year, and I think the good thing is it got better from year one to year two, and um, I think especially for fans out there who remember, you know, four or five years ago, if you really want to go back at, you know, you and I both remember the days of the five through 15, and sometimes that just didn't give a real accurate assessment of where teams were uh, for for a variety of reasons, strength of schedule, um, maybe injuries, things like that. So um, what they've done is at each uh, level, so for 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A, they have a, it's a five-member committee, uh, two representatives from the association, and then uh, a media member on each of those levels, and two former coaches. So on the 3A level, it's me, uh, former Healing coach Tom Betts, and then along with it, uh, Scott Unash from... I don't know what radio station in the, in Cedar Rapids area. And then obviously we work with the, the fellows from the state, Chris Cuellar and Jared Chizik, as well as Tar- Todd Tharp. And uh, it's really been a fun process. We start the rankings at about Christmas time. That's what, The week before Christmas is when the first rankings come out. We get a top 10 in every week. I think one thing that, that people should know is it's not necessarily a consensus or like a vote. It's not like all of us just get a vote. We just discuss and then at the end of the day, the two from the association ultimately have the final say. And then that was something they wanted to tell us from the beginning so that it doesn't get it, uh, you know. It is clear. It is their rankings. They just ask us to help advise. Okay, so an interesting process there. You got, I'm, I'm assuming the classes, you try to get some people from all over the state as well, like not, not yep. all in central Iowa. Yep, that, that's kind of why we're, you know, split up like we are. Tom Betts uh, is over there in the western part of Iowa and kind of takes care of those. I try and, you know, stay for the most part in central Iowa. We, and um, Scott Unash takes the eastern side of the state. Now, they do also give you access to all the games on Huddle, so we have, like, an account where we can see everybody else's games. So, you know, I, I have watched, Gal, I think I've seen all the top 20 teams in 3A this year on film, and, 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 you know, that's the one thing that that's their one ask of us is that we, we do dedicate some time to watching film and get out to as many games. And obviously, I see almost year in, year out, many of the best teams in 3A in the Little Hawkeye Conference, but then also get over to see a lot in the Raccoon River, so I see that live, and then try and get on film and watch some of the people from the other areas. 
And, of course, the, the girls' union has had their rankings for years. Now the association is doing their basketball rankings with these committees. You coached for almost 25 years at, at Norwalk. Do you wish these had been around back then? You know what? It's funny you say this, and I know there'll be a lot of Powell listeners who, who remember both sides of that argument, and there is no doubt. You know, one in particular I remember 2010, so we were coming off a second-place finish that year. Pella ends up getting second. Um, we both had one loss, and we met at Southeast Polk for our sub-state final. It was a great game. We had split during the regular season, but they went on, I think, to lose in heel, to Heelan in overtime that year. But um, it, you can uh, hopefully Blaine Forsythe is, uh, is listening. That would have been his senior year. And uh, there are just many times, you know, you, got, you know how strong the Little Hawkeye Conference is. And there were many times that because of the way they, they used to seed, it was all regional first. And so you just have to get out of your region. So there was kids that didn't get that experience of playing at the state tournament, even though maybe their sub-state game was a lot closer game than the first round game for, for the team that won. One of the things that I think is really cool this year is, you know, our top three teams uh, in Decorah, Clear Lake, and Waverly Shellrock, I, I can pretty much guarantee you there's never been a year where all three of them have been in their own sub-state. Two of the three have always had to be matched up somehow, and it, it's pretty neat because they all earn the right to get in their own sub-state to be a number one seed. And so um, they, they work hard geographically to, to make that work. And it might mean for a few longer road trips, but uh, I think those three teams are really a good reason as to why the, this uh, whole process works. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we're talking with former Norwalk basketball coach Chris Larson as we discuss the Iowa High School Athletic Association's basketball rankings committees. You guys release that top 10 each week starting around Christmas time, but are, are you essentially ranking all 64 teams in 3A when you do this? No, I, I think they really want to stick. I would say their goal is by the tournament is to have the top 16. And then after that, they're going to use some discretion in terms of, of geography. And, and I'll tell you, Mike, I am a big believer in that, right? Like if it's if you're a one seed, and obviously you're going to have somebody else who they match you up with that's a two seed, but then from there, it might not just be all even, you know, from three through eight seeds on that. And um, I think that's all right because, again, you got to understand this is high school and travel does matter to a lot of people. And so, so I think that's a, a good, fair balance to where there, there, it is a little bit top heavy. Obviously, they still look at the records of everybody else, but they also keep it within the region. And so even though we do the top 10 rankings, really what you're looking at are those top eight teams. And I, and I believe the last two years that it has been true to form in all four classes that if you're in one of those top eight, if you're in one of those top eight spots when the districts come out and so our substates, you will be a one seed. And you'll be matched up with either the team ranked ninth, 10th. And then last week, that was another little project project they gave us. We didn't rank all 16, but they asked each member of the committee to say, hey, if you were to rank 1 through 16, who's next? Who's 11th through 16? And then, and I will tell you, it wasn't exactly how I probably had my own, the way they came out with it. But we, we gave suggestions as to, to for things to them to think about. They kind of balance it out and then they match up those top 16 and then fill in everybody else again with, with regards to some some regional concepts. Sounds pretty interesting, the process. Uh, looks like if you're ranked in the top 10, the top 8, top 16, you're going to get uh, treated pretty well. And then after that, geography still comes into play a lot. But overall, do you feel like in 3A, um, they got it right? No, oh, 
absolutely. And you know what's fun about it is um, somebody had asked me that, and they said, you know, it, it, when you say, did I get it right? I, I th- it's, it, it can't just be all-inclusive, right? Like, Because they were like, well, why doesn't the whole committee just seed it all out? Well, there has to be some discretion because we'd never all agree on anything. At the end of the day, it's still a basketball tournament, right? Like you're you're you get an opportunity. That's the fun part. It's not like football. Everybody gets their shot, and so I think it's a really really fair process to do it. Just like the NCAA tournament, some years you look and you're like, oh man, they got a tough draw. That's just part of the gig, you know. Um, I, I think the difference now as to what it was before, it's a fair process, right? Like it's fair. You can still get a tough draw in a fair process when you had teams that maybe like when, when they used to do like the Des Moines register rankings, you, you probably lived this a little bit over in Harland at, at some years where they'd have three top 10 teams all in the same stub state. And, and that just doesn't, didn't seem to make, make sense or be fair to kids and their coaches and their communities. So right. I think uh, one thing to keep perspective on is at the end of the day, this is a tournament and you may not always love your draw. And some people maybe got a little better draw. Either way, you got to go out and play your best basketball this time of year. That's Norwalk, uh, former Norwalk boys basketball coach Chris Larson sharing his expertise on the new rankings committees in Class 3A and around the state. Uh, Chris, thanks for your time on this. Yeah, no problem. And, and like I said, it's just been a pleasure to serve on it. I really give kudos to uh, Todd and Chris and Jared and everybody up at the State Association for listening to the coaches, right? This is something that I think has been harped on to them for a while. And, you know, it's hard to change and it's hard to, you know, get out of your comfort zone. And I, I just give them a lot of credit. They put a lot of hard work and time and energy into setting this up. But um, the fun thing is I hope the communities and the kids don't take it for granted because, uh, Basketball tournaments are always fun. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you, Mike. That was today's back page on today's Laley Radio Sports page on KNIA and KRLS. You can find segments from the show and podcasts online at KNIAKRLS.com.